Hi, this is Tom Compton of We Hold These Truths. You're listening to the Unheralded News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths at whtt.org on the web. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for Pharisee Watch and Unheralded News, well, we're going to talk about a drive-by. This this incident was precipitated by a drive-by by Chuck Carlson of We Hold These Truths on Sunday on his way to church. And uh, as he was driving, he happened to be going by Faith Bible Chapel in Arvada, Colorado. And on either side of the road, Ward Road is a major road in uh, Wheat Ridge, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, were Israeli and American flags on both sides of the street. Now, recall, we hold these truths, did a vigil. We've been at Faith Bible Church a couple times already in the past, and we have some podcasts about the events, the last event there was last fall with John Hagee himself from Christians United for Israel, an event to raise money for Israel. And this particular day with all the Israeli flags being adorned along the street was deemed Israel Appreciation Day. And with that thought in mind in the Jerusalem Post, an Israeli newspaper, they carried a story by Dr. Tristan Sturm exposing the dangerous path to war resulting from demonstrations for Christian Zionism in Israel. Now, the interesting thing, within a very short period of time, the article was removed from the Jerusalem Post site. So it is pretty powerful. I'm going to have Leslie read it for us. It's entitled, The Quest to Induce the Second Coming. Posted by News Source, October 2, 2012. Christian Zionists Back Israel's Risky Policy Decisions by Tristan Sturm. Christian Zionists increasingly act as if they were religious Jews until the end. They refer to the year 5,773. Many have changed their day of Sabbath from Sunday to Saturday. Some have made Aliyah through the use of suspect Jewish ancestry or are on indefinitely renewed tourist visas. They donate millions of dollars indirectly to settlements activity and provide various IDF battalions military equipment. Their national allegiance is seemingly stronger to Israel than America, as illustrated by their condemnation of U.S. policy that criticizes Israel because Israeli policy is understood as God-sanctioned and therefore infallible. And they make pilgrimages to Israel less to celebrate Christ and more to, quote, witness the incoming, unquote, of Jews to Israel. Christian Zionists also increasingly celebrate Jewish holidays, including this week's Sukkot, by way of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem's Feast of Tabernacles Conference. 
This week, 7,000 Christian Zionists will descend into Jerusalem for this conference at the International Convention Center in Jerusalem. The Feast of Tabernacles is the largest non-Jewish tourist event in the state of Israel. Each year, Israel's PM has addressed this body. As in previous years, Netanyahu is eager to address these Christian Zionist pilgrims to gain support for the bombing of Iran. Since its inception in the 1980s, the organizers have structured the feast's itinerary around the existential threat to Israel. In the 1990s, it was Oslo threatening Israel's territorial integrity, and in 2008 and 2009, it was rockets being launched into southern Israel from Gaza. This is an attempt to ferment anxiety around the promise of Armageddon and Christ's return to Earth. This year, the threat will be Iran's nuclear armament. But this concern is not simply contingent upon the fallout of Israel's threat to strike Iran. Rather, it is it resonates with deeper prophetic concerns that have long seen nuclear weapons as the cause of the apocalypse. Indeed, immediately following the Cold War, Iran replaces the USSR as the purveyor of global nuclear war. Hal Lindsey's The Late Great Planet Earth 1970, deemed by the New York Times as the best-selling nonfiction book of the 1970s, turned the Bible's references of fire and brimstone, according to Paul Boyer, the preeminent scholar of the apocalypse, into a manual of atomic age combat. Lindsay claims that the convoluted doom and tribulation analogies of the book of Revelation were the ancient prophets witnessing atomic war the vision of disaster that one-third of the world's population would be consumed by fire was only made possible by thermonuclear weaponry. Christian Zionist concern for nuclear Armageddon was pervasive during the Cold War. It prophesied that the USSR would start the war to end all wars. But with the end of the Cold War, Russia was no longer considered the evil other or what Christian Zionists referred to as Gog and Magog. Biblical nations said to usher in the apocalypse. In the post-Cold War geopolitical disorientation, regarding the identification of friend versus foe, the geography of evil was transposed instead onto Iraq and Iran. These states became the new Gog and Magog for Sunday school teachers, pastors, and prophecy writers. For example, Mark Hitchcock is a pastor from Oklahoma and of prophetic fame among Christian Zionists for his revision of post-Cold War prophetic geopolitics. He has encouraged the transposition of evil from the USSR to Iran. He wrote in his book, The Silver Kingdom, Iran in History and Prophecy, 1993, quote, Iran is accumulating conventional weapons at an alarming rate and is also now in possession of nuclear weapons, unquote. Of course, these same arguments were used to justify a war with Iraq a decade later. 
In his most recent book on the subject, Iran, the Coming Crisis, 2006, Hitchcock explains that Ahmadinejad is the Antichrist and will take the throne at the Third Temple by threat of nuclear provision. While Hitchcock's theme of Iran as the new geography of evil has had significant purchase among Christian Zionists much before Israel's current nuclear impasse, while Christian Zionists are not alone, Netanyahu has been itching to at bombing Iran's nuclear program since July 1996. This scenario is not something Christian Zionists fear, but rather is something welcomed. They believe nuclear war is inevitable by virtue of God's will, and that even if Israel strikes Natanz and Fordo, the armies of Armageddon will start marching toward Israel. No doubt these prophetic events will be lamented by delegates at the Feast of Tabernacles conference, but they will also be celebrated. Nuclear war between Iran and Israel means they will finally be saved by their Messiah. They will escape the atrocities by being raptured into heaven before World War III while watching from auditorium seats in heaven. They will be saved while most everyone else dies, except according to some versions of eschatology, 144,000 Jews who have converted to Christianity. Christian Zionists find vindication in these atrocities. The Islamic Studies professor and former French diplomat Jean-Pierre Filiou argues forcefully in his book Apocalypse in Islam, 2012, that it is not just Christian Zionists who truly believe this fatalistic perspective of history. Many of the violence-prone fundamentalists in Muslim and Jewish worlds share this apocalyptic perspective, some within the present Iranian and Israeli regimes. All covet the annihilation of the other, assuming a cosmic war playing out on earth will end their favor by vanquishing the heathens as their Messiah redeems them in the millennium. Similarly, According to Timothy Weber, a leading scholar of Christian Zionists, upon bombing Iraq's nuclear facility in 1981, Menachem Begin phoned Jerry Falwell before President Reagan in an attempt to garner support amongst the American Christian community. Likewise, when Benjamin Netanyahu visited Washington in January 1998, his first meeting was with Falwell the National Unity Coalition for Israel, as constituted by 5,000 fundamentalist Christian leaders. The coalition, which has over 1 million members, is recognized to lobby the U.S. government of pro-Israeli issues. The point here is that Christian Zionists have served both as ambassadors to Israel and the most ardent supporters of Israel's most risky foreign policy decisions. It is not only that Christian Zionists are meddling in Israel's affairs, it is that the choice of causes have detrimental results for the perception of Israel as a specious apocalyptic actor 
and the rest of the world, but the blowback from such religious politicking will have few repercussions for them except their faith in redemption at the cost of Israeli lives. The ICEJ Feast of Tabernacles Conference at International Convention Center Jerusalem starts the 30th of September and ends the 4th of October. Attendance is free each evening for all Jews living in Israel and not simply the advertised Parade of Nations evening on October 1st Parade of Nations celebration, which is open to the public. I encourage readers to attend the conference and ask a delegate where Jews fit into the Christian Zionist vision of the end times. Let me give you a hint. In the end, you die. This piece was originally published in the Jerusalem Post on October 2, 2012. It is no longer available there. Tristan Sturm is assistant professor in the Department of Geography at York University in Toronto, Canada. He has published in Haaretz, the Toronto Star, and the Japan Times. He is co-editor with Jason Nittmer of the book Mapping the End Times, Ashgate 2010. All right, thank you. It was significant the fact that they published it in the first place, but obviously they've had a lot of heat and removed it because from our own experience that we hold these truths, we know how sensitive the issue of Christian Zionism is, particularly in Israel, because that's where their bread gets buttered. Chuck? Well, uh, yes, and it is significant that this was taken down and and didacted, I guess. You can't even find it. Uh, And it went around the Internet and was republished in one or two journals and probably a lot more by now, and, and we just did the same thing. We simply republished it because we had a copy of it, but it was removed from the Jerusalem Post, so obviously they don't want it there. And I think the the thing that strikes me of this, Tom, is that we really have not understood the magnitude of this Christian Zionist effort inside of Israel. And what strikes me about it is how very difficult it would be to be a, a, a Christian, to, to be a Christ follower in Israel with this kind of a promotion going on all around you where you have the government openly promoting this sect uh, of, of, of really radical, weird people coming from all over the world, immigrating there. I mean, this is the radicals of all radicals. And uh, we had this experience with the Bethlehem Conference had so much pressure put on them. And if if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, what happened, the Bethlehem Conference on Christian Zionism changed their agenda, and they included into the conference Judaized Christians or the Christian Zionists who call themselves something else. They call themselves Messianic Jews, yes. So what this is is a report on the Messianic Jews who operate in Israel, and you can imagine how it's very difficult to be a Christian, especially to try to run an institution there where you have this kind of uh, pressure brought by the government on on Christianity. Not only pressure from the government, but by other Christians, Christian Zionists, that it almost would 
would say, uh, I question your belief in Christ if you don't agree with us. And, of course, the big lie that has been perpetrated for such a long time is the concept of the chosen people. We learn from Paul several places in the New Testament that the chosen people are those that follow Jesus Christ. And this concept that the Jews of today are still the chosen people is a hard thing to combat. And, of course, they believe that with all fervency, particularly uh, the Messianic Jews in Israel and the ones that are here in, in the U.S. The Christian Zionist persuasion here believe that with all their heart. I mean, there's even a ministry called Chosen People Ministry that's been around for over 100 years. And so they've got this special lock that they're still the chosen people. They were chosen by God to bring forth the Messiah. And it's very clear to anyone that embraces the, it should be anyway, that embraces the teachings of Jesus and Paul that God is not a uh, a racist, he's not a discriminator of person, and that the chosen people are those that follow Jesus Christ. That seems to be pretty clear, but it it isn't, with particularly with Christian Zionists. It's not uh, impossible to envision a time when a state like Israel, that is a power-based state, would actually make some kind of a declaration that Christianity was was legal if it taught that Israel was the fulfillment of biblical prophecy and illegal if it didn't. So that would be the kind of thing that you'd expect to actually happen in Israel. And, of course, it could happen anywhere else, too, eventually. Well, they, they don't need to do that because of the support base they have from the United States. We saw the pressure that was put on the Christians in in Palestine in their conference in Bethlehem and so they decidedly are you know they're in the minority as and as far as power base or anything they have absolutely no base at all because of this occupation of the West Bank going on since 1967 well it's a great it's a good article and it's uh, good to see people using this kind of language fully understanding it writing and, uh, and and actually actually noting this uh, this going on very very encouraging. That concludes our report for tonight. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast, and please visit our website whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video. Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.